teaching rules, teaching teaching behaviors, all right? And I'm going to use, because it's, uh, I think, an important rule for us together in the building, the no running thing. I'm going to ask everybody to re-up on the no running thing. And I want to discuss how to approach that with your kids. So we have this rule at the, in the building during church, no running in the building. Um, so I think the first thing is to, to teach the principle to your kids. And this is where you can't start with your kids running, you go up to them, you grab their arm and stop running. Right? It shouldn't start there. It should start back before then, not while you're at church, on another day, where you say, hey guys, remember, I just want to remind you guys, we have, we have this rule in the building that you can't run in the building. And that's where I think you teach the why. Right? And you could do this in various ways. I mean, with a little kid, you can just uh, be very simple. But um, I think you teach the principle. And you can give examples in the Bible of, in the Old Testament, of rules that were there for the sake of the safety or consideration of other people. And you can say, this is why we have this rule, because we're concerned about older people. We want to show honor to people. There's all kinds of principles in Scripture. Um, in 1 Timothy, Paul says, listen, you got to, Timothy, you got to tell these guys to stop doing all these endless genealogies, okay? The goal of this instruction is love. Right? I would say that the goal behind all rules should be love. And the goal behind this rule is love, and you can explain that to them. Right, So you have a discussion around it on a day that is not the, the day of church, to teach it up front. Um, and then, on the way to church, remind them of it. Hey guys, remember we talked about that we have this rule, no running at church, so you have a discussion about that, and you talk to them about what they can do instead. And then at church, I think you have to have a plan for enforcing it. Because no running is tough, right? If, if there's other kids running or there's no contingency for how to do this. And the way we did it is we were like, look, we'll have a row. You can sit on that row. Your friends can come and hang out with you there. And um, that was our plan. But the other part of the plan is you can't assume between spouses that one or the other spouse will take care of it. I think you have to explicitly discuss it. And I do think Shannon and I rotated nights. Like one night, I would sit with the kids, and if, if I got to talk to people, it was because they were nearby or they came to me, and I made sure the kids were sitting, and then Shannon was more free to have her conversations. But you can't assume, and I always had the principle in the building that I wanted to know where my kids were. And there's all kinds of reasons to that, right? One, one is... I want to know if they're up to no good. Two is, uh, I want to know if they're safe. And by the way, I, you know, we have other, have, there's other people running the building. Generally speaking, there's not a lot of people that wander around, but when kids are outside without an adult, there, there's a lot of concerns, right? So I wanted to know where my kids were for safety and other reasons. And then um, you debrief in the car on the way home. You know, hey, how'd it go? Or I noticed this. You can have a conversation, you know, on the way home about how, how it went that night or observations about how it went. Well, Johnny was running and, uh, you know, you, you, ha- you can have those conversations. And then if necessary, there's corrective discipline there, right? And, and I, I'm not saying, by the way, that I didn't spank one of my kids if there was trouble at church, you know, if there was an issue at church. I'm just saying... You can debrief on the way home and, and have that corrective discipline at home if you need to. And then return to it at the family meeting, right? 
you have a family meeting once a week or something like that, you can say, okay, guys, here's what we're working on. We did okay this week. It's such a, you know, and it's not just this issue. It's whatever other issues you're working on with your kids. Um, but the point is, hopefully that's sort of illustrative of the formative instruction, right? It's not just the rule in the moment and yelling in the moment if they don't do the rule. It's the teaching ahead of time. It's the reminding, which is a gracious thing to do. Uh, it's the having a plan that in, helps them obey it. Um, and then it's following up on that and kind of reinforcing that. And then if you're really gutsy, and I would encourage this, you invite close friends to make observations as well. Hey, Chad, you know that you were sitting there and you know your kid was running up and down and knocking other kids over and yada, yada, yada. Uh, I would encourage you to ask people that you trust, um, that know that you know love you and love your kids, um, how that goes, how that, you know, observations if you have them. Uh, it was pretty common for me to have a friend say, did you know that you just told her to do that three times? And I wouldn't have noticed it if they hadn't pointed it out, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I know what it's like. Um, so... Again, just one case study with that one rule. I think if you, as a team, as a married couple, have any kind of area where it's... So in a case like that, a kid, they can run and it can be a forgetfulness, right? And this is where you have to discern between they look at you <laughs> and just, you know, deliberately decide no and they do it. That's a different thing from they forgot and you need to... You need to, you know, bring it back um, and know when it's wise and loving uh, to bring that discipline. Does that make sense? So can we talk, talk this one around and, and we'll, we'll call it a night. Any, any thoughts or observations on that one? What? Certainly. Well, hold on. Yes, but there's a big difference in kids between disobedience and irresponsibility, and I think you treat them differently. Isn't there like childishness? Sure. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think we're all pretty good at knowing the difference, yeah? Knowing the difference between an ugly, I'm just doing my thing, and a forgetfulness, and I do think forgetfulness, you, you do have to address and sometimes discipline. I'm not saying we, you don't, um, but especially here's I guess my point there is especially if you're teaching something that you want them to do in the early stages, I think you need to do a lot of reminders. I've, and the, my point is that sounds like an awful lot, but on any one of those things that you want your kids to do, there's a breaking into orbit energy, and then there's a you're in orbit, and you don't need to put a lot of put a lot of energy into that. Um, so, you know, another one would be sitting quietly through a meeting, right? We practiced by having our kids have five minutes of quiet time on a blanket at home and then during a meeting and you just stretch that out. Uh, I know some home groups have had their home group, the whole strategy for the home group or the whole goal for the home group for a couple of months was just getting little kids to sit quietly through meetings. And they would, I mean, I don't think they had very good meetings for a while, but they were good times of training their kids and teaching their kids. Um, so, yeah.
Yes. So, I, I, how do I answer this? So, when the church was really small, and I knew, I mean, I was close to all the parents. I was like, if you see my kid, please get them. And please tell them to stop. And please tell me. Right? So, I think my, my, my short answer is, for sure, for sure, you should tell all your friends. Will you, will you, you notice, and if you see them, you, you have total free, you know, free range to tell my kid, hey, you need to stop. Um, as we get bigger, that gets a little weird when we don't know one another as well. And I would say Patrick Kickenbotham is one of the best people on this because he's just great about it. He sees a kid doing that, and he, he gets on to him. So I guess one way to say it would be raise your hand if you're fine with people in this room to get under your kids if you know they're up to, some, up to something that you know, you know in this room you wouldn't want them up to. Yeah. Um, by the way, I don't even remember who it was. I saw some kids outside on the little wall that surrounds the HVAC. And in one sense, I commend the intrepidness of these boys. I don't remember who it was. But in another sense, they could hurt themselves or the property. <laughs> So I, I'm just throwing that out there. I don't remember who it was, but, um, you know, there's, there's a jungle gym for that. that. That's a good question, that, and I think we answered it. Everybody's fine with it, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I would feedback on that and say uh, sometimes when a stranger tells you no, it's more effective than somebody like your parents. I'll tell you what Selena said. I, I talked to Selena once about something with Becker, and she said, well, you're supposed to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> She wasn't disagreeing with that, that it's on her too, but okay. Yeah. So that's not a rule, but that's how I was sure my kids weren't going to run. If they were, if they had a row, I was like, didn't we do this? I feel like, so if they were of a certain age, I'd be like, guys, you can be in this row, right? Just hang out in this row until we leave. And, you know, if you need something, you can get me, but you guys stay in that row. That was my way of not creating a situation that was tempting for them to run. Um, I'm not saying that you have to do that as a rule. That was the way we helped them n- know the rule and live into the rule. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and well, I won't, I won't give the caveat that I'm not going around and laying in bed. I can't believe those kids are. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, so does that make sense? I mean, that was how I. I like walking, just so, like speed walking. Yeah. You know, Oh, so absolutely. It really turns into running. And I'm wondering what, like, is that even, wait, what's going to be an effective way? Right. I guess I'm thinking through for my kids. Yeah. And that, that was how I did it. The other way is, I feel like in certain contexts, they have to walk, right? Like school processions or whatever. There's contexts where they know that. Or it, I, the other thing to say is, if I felt like, man, they've been cooped up and they just need to run, I would take them outside with other dads and go to the, you know, go to the playground equipment. So I do think there's grace to be given or considerations of how do I make this easy for them, right? It's, it's terrible to say, you know, you've seen these videos of parents saying, don't eat the cookie, and then they walk out of the room and to film a funny video. I think that's kind of, that's kind of cruel. Uh, 
you know, make it, I mean, we don't want to make it hard for them to obey if it's, if we can. Yeah. 